Welcome to Winning the Inner Game. This is Colton Lindsay. Google Hangout is live, Mr. Bob Leffler. Here wow, on- I'm excited. I'm excited. I've never seen you really on a computer screen in real life before. Is You've never seen life? me. You thought I was fake until now. You thought I was an avatar. Yeah. I've actually have not seen you without your sporty glasses before. So Okay. I'm going to do my imitation. Want to see an imitation? Yeah, let's see it. Watch this. Marco Rubio. <laughs> okay. Let's begin. Got to have coffee. Okay. All right, well, welcome to the Winning Series interview today with our special guest, Mr. Bob Leffler from Scottsdale, Arizona, and fearlessagent.com. Welcome to the show, Bob. How you been lately? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, no problem. So let's start off with uh, a little bit about yourself and where you're from and how you first got started in the real estate business 107 years ago. Well, I was born in 1958 in a little log cabin in, in Phoenix, Arizona. So I got into real estate in 1984, and uh, the mortgage interest rates were 15% coming down from 21. So those were the, not exactly the good old days, I guess, but that's what was going on. And uh, I didn't really have anything to recommend me to real estate. I uh, had a... Uh, big afro and a harley and was my real estate car and uh, so i failed miserably in real estate for about five years and then my broker came to me and said hey i think you should uh take this floyd wickman program called sweat hogs that came to town what year what year was that that you did was uh i believe that was 1990 i'm not 100% sure about it. i think it was 1990 okay. pretty sure about that how how old were you when you got into real estate 27 and then uh, so that would have been uh, 32 probably when I took okay. it So you just goes to show you can start older right 32. Well, I had the emotional maturity of a four-year-old. So yeah Okay, so you, you went to the Floyd Wickman smart smart hogs. What's or no? It was called sweat hogs, sweat hogs. Smart pods. You can call it whatever you want <laughs> It was the smart program. I was thinking of like mix yeah. So it saved my life. So I signed up for that. And uh, really, they taught me all about sales. I forgot all the useless trivia that I had been taught by uh, all the well-meaning people surrounding me trying to help me in real estate for five years. It got me nowhere. Um, I had been through all kinds of other training programs that, for whatever reason, did not work. And then uh, there was a lady in my office, and she... Um, had about six months in the business and uh, no listings, no sales, no closings, no hope of succeeding really. And she signed up and took sweat hogs. And then 90 days later, she had 19 listings and I had listings and sales and listings of mine that sold and closings totaling 50. So it was like overnight success a little later than I had hoped. But um, so we kept retaking that course every time it would come to town. And then she and I became partners and we ended up being the top producing team for Century 21 in Arizona. And then uh, ultimately what happened was uh, I went off to be a trainer for that company. And, uh, and for, for what, for Floyd's company? For, for, I was a Floyd Wickman trainer for some years. And then. What year uh, did you do that? Did you start with Floyd? Uh, I believe that was 2000. Three, maybe. 
Okay. Down on dates and stuff like that, but I think that's what it was. So take me back, 1988. Well, I quit selling real estate before everything went nuts and up and down and all that. So when I when I sold real estate, uh, it was before the, the everything shot up and then crashed back down. So I got okay. I got to miss that. Although I had seen it once before during the savings and loan meltdown, so I've been through it back in those days. So 1988, 1989, you're, you're fighting the fight to suck less in real estate. Mm -hmm. 1990, you go to do this sweat hogs. What changed that year? You went from doing nothing to doing something. How many deals or what, what changed? What changed that year is I, f I figured out really for the first, I, I learned the skill, what I call the science of sales. Now, Floyd, he doesn't call it that, but I figured out after taking, uh, um, here's, here's why I call it the science of sales. I, I would watch Floyd, you know, and I've, I've traveled with Floyd and carried his bags and, and helped him in all over the country. And and I would look and see what he's doing, and and what he's doing is this is this thing, um, which is essentially you do this elaborate setup that leads to one magic question that has no wrong answer, and you already know the answer. And when you can apply that to any part of your sales career, then all of a sudden everything is effortless. So, um, so that's what I describe as the science of sales. So I just look to apply that to every single little part of our real estate career, um, which is very difficult to learn. I must say it took me, I never even realized what I was doing. You know, I was doing it, but I didn't know what it was. And that's why it works. All the stuff that he taught me, it works that way. And then when you learn it, then you can make up your own stuff. And um, so, you know, I made up a bunch of my own stuff too. So, yeah, that was, that was for me. Cause I first went to your program in, I'm guessing 2006 is when I went through your first program, mm -hmm. eight-week course, and I had no idea what I was doing, and I still didn't for years, probably only the last three or four years, did it actually start to click mentally the science of sales like you're talking about to where I've been a little bit more creative with, with my own business. I think most people it works, but they don't know why it works. I think knowing why it works has great value because then you can come up with your own things for different situations. So. Yeah. So what you would recommend then until you completely understand, don't try and get all creative and focus on the basics, right? Yeah. I, I didn't get creative until much, much later. So um, I was, what I always recommend to our students is just say the words, the, the real essence of the secret to fearless agent, I guess would be that you ask a question Selling is not about telling. Selling is about asking the right, good, smart questions and always getting your question answered. And that's where most agents blow it. Not getting your question answered is crazy because if you're going to ask somebody a question as simple as where are you moving to or when do you want to be there or any, anything like that in a prospecting situation, and then they don't get that question answered. Well, if, you, if, if it wasn't worth getting it answered, then why did you ask it? You shouldn't be asking questions that don't lead directly to an appointment. So you only get paid for two things in real estate. One is scheduling an appointment and the other is getting the signature and um, nothing else 
ever that you ever do will will cause that to happen so when you're on the telephone and you ask a question you have to get that question answered or you're not going to get the appointment if you're face to face and you ask a question you have to get that question answered or you're not going to get the signature so um, just a little thing like that is the difference between making a hundred grand a year and two hundred grand a year so it's it's a very big deal yeah that that's actually one of the things I think in one of the first group coaching calls that I still just barely learned less than a year ago is I would ask the question and if they didn't answer the question instead of asking the question again I would try to overcome their objection right and yeah you know when you get good at objection handling you're too eager to overcome the objection for example if you're on the phone and you're let's say cold calling and uh, <clears throat> they say yes I'm thinking about selling my house and, and you of course will say oh the, the, what you should say is where are you moving to it should always be the very first question and they say well uh, Colton uh, how many houses have you sold in our particular neighborhood and what most agents would say is well I don't know about your particular neighborhood but you know our office is very strong in that zip code or general area or blah 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 something crazy like that but the fearless agent will say well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but where are you moving to? And then they'll say, well, we're moving to Denver. And then you'd say, well, when is the soonest something like that would ever happen? And then you end up never overcoming that objection that you probably don't have a good answer for anyway, because you got right back on track. So, so that's really the secret to. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things that fearless agent that I've, noticed is it gives you an A to Z of where to go and keep them on track. And if they get off of that track, the, what you teach is to, to, to ask the question that gets them back on the track to moving to the, to the question that you know they're going to answer to get you a signature. Is that right? If I ask you a question, it's going to be a very smart question that's going to lead me to an appointment. And, uh, what I see agents doing is not asking smart questions. So when I do a coaching call, somebody will call me up and they'll say, hey, this happened and and uh, then that happened and I didn't like that. So what, what, what should I have said? And then I always back it up to the very beginning. Okay, so I say to the coaching student, uh, well, where were they moving to? And you'd be shocked at how many times the coaching student says, oh, I, I, I don't know that. And well, that was the very so that they get all the way through all the sometimes all the way through meeting with the people and to a pricing presentation and all that. And they, they never even figured out the most basic thing. So on the phone, it's where are you moving to? When is the soonest something like you leaving this house and going to another house would actually happen? And and then, you know, let's get together and talk about it would be the framework, but that's never going to change. It's where first, then when, then let's get together and, you know, try Magic to get question. So I want to go back in time. Pre-1984 when you were 27, what were you doing with your life before? Well, I'm going to go put on my bell-bottom pants right now. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <clears throat> so I was, a, um, I was a complete loser. In, uh, <laughs> in in all areas of my life, really. So I I was the guy who 
you know, I, one time I had a lady say to me, oh, you'd be great in real estate. You should get into real estate. And, you know, I proved her wrong for five years. So I didn't have, I didn't have what it takes to succeed in real estate, um, except that I was a nice guy on the phone. You know, if you have a phone conversation with me, I'm, I'm not going to be argumentative. I'm not going to be interrupting you all the time. And that's really the the secret to that and you can understand me you know if you live in America you can understand me so um, that's what I look for in any agent so if you're a nice guy on the like you when I met you you didn't really have anything to recommend you to real estate either I, I remember thinking oh this guy is not gonna make it so uh, but then we talked and you were a nice guy and you were a nice guy on the phone and that's all it takes so if you know I can teach you everything else but you have to have you have to have that. So I was just that. I, I had no skills. I had a photography business. That's what I did before real estate. So, so what? what cameras with film. I don't know if you. Some of you guys don't remember that, but I, I saw one of those. I went to a museum the other yeah. day, and it's I saw it next to the the overhead projector, the camera <laughs> with film, or the or the typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. So. What was the number one thing that you had to overcome to go from a loser to a successful person in your life and business? Well, what the real secret to this is in every business, you know, there's a book called e, The E-Myth, which I recommend to everybody. It's written by Michael Gerber. I think that was a life-changing book for me. It has nothing to do with real estate, but it's a book it's a book on systems and he talks about how there's one number that you track in in any business that you always focus on that one number and nothing else really or, or other things matter, but if you get that number right, everything else will fall into place. And he uses the example of a liquor store in the in the uh, book, and it might be gross sales per square foot or something like that. For, but for a real estate agent, it is the one number that you all all you have to track. When I do goals with um, an agent, you know, on a, we do complimentary coaching calls, and I always ask them, "What's their?" annual income goal taxable income you know after expenses and then I I break it down to this one magic number that they can do every day that will absolutely guarantee them that they will hit that goal and it's always something very easy to do so that 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 thing is scheduling an appointment a listing appointment now let's say that you um, figure out your, and I'll, I'll give you the formula. Do you want me to give you the formula? Yeah, give me the formula. So here's here's the way I would do it. Take your average sales price, okay, and then take 1.5% of that. And that will be your, your uh, average taxable income per transaction, assuming you're charging anywhere near enough and in that but it won't matter what your split is and forget all that none of that none of that will matter so if an agent tells me on the phone hey my average sales price was five hundred thousand or two hundred thousand and 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 i did 20 deals in the last um 12 months i'll, I'll say to them well you just did your taxes and your average taxable income was x and they go they always say how did you know that and it's because you know, I know what the expenses are in real estate because I was a real estate agent and they're pretty high. So 
So really it's about half of, of the gross roughly. And some people will say, well, what if I sell way more, you know, and make more money? Well, the truth is then you'll go out and you'll buy a Cadillac Escalade and it'll burn more gas and you'll sign up for some crazy marketing thing that you wish you wouldn't have. And you go to the NAR convention and you get to write all that stuff off. But that 1.5% represents your taxable income. And it's kind of like a salary job and you get a company car you know, because you do get to write off your car, which is a very big expense in real estate. So it might be a crappy car, but you get to write off your car. So so then you, you take that number and then you take your goal. And the way I would recommend that you do your goal for the next 12 months is you say, I would be very happy and I think it's realistic for me to do X number of transactions per year. So take that that number of transactions, okay? And, you know, you're going to divide that taxable income per, per transaction into that, your goal, and then you come up with the number of transactions. So let's say it's, you know, uh, 40, okay? Okay. So if 40 closings is your goal, then the trouble with a closing is you can't make a closing happen, and you really can't make a buyer happen. So if I said to you, uh, your goal is in the next seven days, you have to find a brand new buyer that you've never talked to before. You know, you could hold an open house, you could run a Craigslist ad, it could be an internet lead or something like that. And then you've got to schedule appointment to meet with them in your office, get them pre-approved for the loan, uh, get them to come in, give them a buyer presentation, get them to sign a buyer broker agreement. Uh, search the MLS, take them out, show houses, have them fall in love, write offers, and get the offer accepted. Get it in escrow or under contract in seven days. Do all of that with a stranger you've never talked to before. You know, you might you might say, "Oh, I could guarantee you that that could happen," but you couldn't guarantee me that it would happen. And if you could guarantee me that it would happen, you probably wouldn't be doing coaching because you'd already be doing right. So, so. So you really can't make a buyer happen. So you, you take that 40 and change that to your listing goal. So, and by the way, ask me, what if I don't want to work with, with uh, listings and I just want to work with buyers after I'm done with this? And I'll tell you the answer to that too, because some people are that way. So 40 listings is your goal then. Well, in a, not all of your listings might sell, but in your company, I happen to know, Colton, that they do 1.4 to 1.7 closings per listing okay so even if all your listings didn't sell and by the way all of mine did so you could make that happen but if even if they didn't and you just referred all the buyers to some other agent and just took a 20% referral fee if they sold if they sold them something that would more than make up for all of your listings that didn't sell so so 40 listings let's say is your goal then right now there are only 10 months in a realtor's year because you know Jesus was born on only one day but we over celebrate that even by his standards right mm -hmm. and then your birthday that's a two-week long extravaganza and then I got to get you out of rehab or jail or something like that so there's really about eight working about eight weeks of work days that a realtor is not gonna work because of holidays bad weather birthdays you know whatever so so if it's if it's 40 closings, then that is, you know, four per month, which would be one per week. So you take the four and one a week is, is the goal listed. 
And at any skill level, you have to go on three listing appointments to get one listed. Okay. Now, if somebody tells me, oh, I get two out of three, I already know they're not charging enough. If you raise your commission 1%, it'll go down to one out of three, which is where it should be. And then, and you'll end up making more money as a result of that. So then uh, you ha also have to, so then you have to attend three a week, right? To get one listed. So it, you also have to factor in the cancellation ratio because some people will, will say, yeah, you can come on over and then they cancel the listing appointment. So I use a factor of 1.67 for that. So the reality is if you schedule five listing appointments this week, two will cancel. You can plan on that. You'll go on three and you'll get one. And that's how you hit your goal. So your magic number, if that's you, is five. You don't have to think about any other number. So on Monday, when you come to the office, five is what you think about. Five is your number five scheduled appointments on Monday. So you call, you don't have anything better to do on Monday. You call until you get five listing appointments scheduled. Let's say you can only schedule two. Then on Tuesday, you don't have to wonder what you're doing. Your number's three. You hit three. If you hit two more on Wednesday, your number is one. On Wednesday, you schedule one. You're done for the week. You're already the, probably the top producing agent in your office, but you weren't distracted with all these other things so the way agents do their goals generally is they make a bunch of improper assumptions. They'll say, well, this percentage of my business is going to come from open houses and this percentage will be buyers. Forget that. Okay. You got to have that e-myth one thing that you focus on and you don't do any other thing until that thing happens. And then you get very good at that thing. So if there was one skill that I would want you to be great at in real estate, it would be the ability to pick up the phone and schedule five listing appointments a week. So any agent that does that, like you do, you do that, uh, is going to make plenty of money. Money is never going to be a problem. And, you know, my business is the same thing. I have that one thing. It's a different thing, obviously, but but that's all I that's all I focus on. And then all the other stuff has to happen, too, but not until that thing happens. So... I just noticed something so interesting with that conversation. So by the time you set five, you'll end up listing one, right? Right. So Schedule right now. List one. And if you're listing five. more than one, I, I guarantee you're not charging enough. So I'm averaging scheduling seven appointments per week right now. Okay. And I wanted to see um, what, and I'm, I'm averaging listing 1.4 listings per week. As my average, right? It sounds so right. I, I did the math, and it's still twenty percent of appointments you set. You should be able to list with this formula, and that's, that's right. smack on with where I'm at. I never thought of that. That's kind now of let me, let me mention one other thing that uh, I was talking to somebody just the other day, and they were paying um, seven hundred dollars a month, I think, for Zillow leads. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny to me. <laughs> By the way, for Zillow leads, Colton is not laughing at you. He's making fun of you. It's entirely different. But here's the thing. To, to pay for buyer leads, I mean, that, that to me is insane. And here's why. If you held an open house, okay, for free, you would probably get, let's say you got six people through your open house. You, you probably should be scheduling two in-office buyer appointments 
from that open house. Now I had, we do this little thing that we teach you in the fearless agent, which is called the open house survey. Okay. But it's a little, uh, magic trick that works great but i had one of my students use it and he booked six in-office buyer appointments with a time and a date from one open house now he had probably had about 20 people through his open house but but if you if you're able to book two or three or six uh buyer appointments to come and meet with you in your office with a time and a date scheduled you're never going to pay for leads again as long as you live and again they're buyers i mean you know buyers are a dime a dozen and you know i could imagine paying for seller leads or 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 a buyer lead that's referred to you and they're already pre-sold on you but i would never pay for a buyer lead if they weren't pre-sold on using me so 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 let's say your number is five but you don't want to work with sellers okay and there are agents that are like that so um, now I did sellers only. I, I, I hated working with buyers, but, uh, if you like working with buyers, then work with buyers only. And if you can, and then the way to do that is, is to hold open houses. Open houses is the easy way to schedule multiple buyer appointments. So whatever that number is, it would be the same number. Let's say it was five, you know, then, uh, you would hold enough open houses a week to schedule five buyer appointments. And then some of those buyers, I think the ratios would probably be the same, but you do need help with a buy with buyers because, um, you know, holding, holding open houses is the easy way to, the other advantage of the open houses versus the Zillow leads is they're always area specific. You know, if they're looking at an open house in that area, they, they would probably buy pretty close to that area. With the Zillow leads, it's always some zip code thing, and they've ju they've just clicked around on the internet. They end up buying way over here, way over there. You never know where they end up, so uh, it's way better for that standpoint. So the moral of the story is: don't pay for buyer leads. Yeah, if you're going to spend seven hundred or nine hundred dollars for leads, you might as well spend that on marketing to. No, no, not no. Listen, no, listen no, stop coaching. Stop. Coaching. Coaching. What I'm saying to your, to your sphere of influence, right? Give it to Bob so he can show you how to create a referral factory from your past clients, from your sphere of influence, and get leads that want to work with you. I think that makes much more sense. That's what I've done. I think it'd be crazy to do it any other way. With $700, you and six of your friends could do coaching with me, by the way. Yeah, it's true. You and six. Um, not your friends. Speaking of, depending on where you guys are watching this, right I'm below. On a computer. <laughs> well played. So below there is a button that says click to join the fearless agent movement. That's where you can actually start with the coaching Bob's talking about for $97. Take a quick second and tell us about that and, and where that came from. Hey, before I forget, we're having a two-day event in your town. If you want to come and see Colton more dressed up than he actually is right here. I put he, a shirt uh, on for this. He, he, he has signed up because it's like right down the street from his house, 45 minutes down the street, I guess. But two-day listing presentation workshop. Um, Dan, by the way, signed up this morning. So uh, it will be 
fantastic and we will teach you everything it takes to be an absolute listing machine so at any level of uh, proficiency in real estate you will come out of that much much better so we will all work together on perfecting our listing presentations and everybody in the room will be doing the exact same listing presentation which makes this unique we're not trying to get you good at your listing presentation we're teaching you the fearless agent listing presentation what's the cost on that to go to that you mean if you go or if you don't go? <laughs> if you don't go, if you don't go to stuff like that, you end up. You know, here's here's it's going to be it's four hundred ninety seven dollars. If you want to go and and if you're not already a fearless agent student, it's fourteen hundred ninety seven dollars. But that includes uh, the the lifetime on demand one on one coaching. So. Um, but if you sign up, you pay $497 and you go. And then if, if you want to do coaching with us, uh, lifetime coaching, then that will, will add that on there. But everybody will be doing the same exact listing. So, so go back to the affordable coaching you were talking about. Though. That's what I was so the group coaching. Here's the, here's the way, here's the way I designed it. Okay. I was a coach coaching student and I hated it. Okay. So I had done all these other coaching programs, Mike Ferry and all this other stuff. So I never liked them because I didn't like the format of the way it was. And it was very expensive. And, uh, and I, and it's not like I'm cheap. I just don't want to pay for stuff that I don't think I'm getting a whole lot out of. So part of the problem was you'd never be coaching with Mike Ferry. It was always some lower functionary, some agent somewhere who, who doesn't know probably as much about selling real estate as I do. And he certainly doesn't know as much about it as I do in my town. And what they would always be talking about, first of all, it was regularly scheduled calls, which I hated because I felt like I was not ready for the call. They'd give me some, you know, crazy homework, which, to me was many times off topic. They'd ask me a, a bunch of questions and had me fill out a bunch of forms that I thought is, I think it was just busy work to get me. I know that's what it was because I've been through how to be a coach things and they tell you to do that. They tell you to ask people to fill out all these forms and, and do a bunch of homework and it just makes them feel like they're getting something for their money, but they never look at those forms. So then they would always be talking about my big why. Okay, well, here's the thing on my big why. For five years, I wanted to make a lot of money and wasn't able to. And then I became the top producing team for Century 21 in Arizona. Trust me, I did not change my big why. I changed my big how. Okay, somebody sh showed me how to do that. And that's a skill. And then the other thing it was always about accountability. Accountability is not your problem. I can guarantee you that. Anybody who's on this, accountability is not your problem. Your schedule is your problem. So if if you want to make money, I don't care why you want to make it. The fact that you want to make it is good enough for me. I It's my job to show you exactly how to do that. And I know how to do that. Well, all these other coaches, they didn't know how to do that. And so Coaching with somebody's lower functionary is not my my thing. So I wanted to come up with a system where I could coach the people one on one and make it affordable. Where you make the way you make it affordable is you do it on demand. Now you call me every day for like nine years on average, right? Yeah. Okay. So so the reason that works because because you paid me one time and I've coached you 
the whole time for nine years. So the reason that works is because you call me and I can call you back and we have longer conversations. So you get a lot more coaching for a very low price for a one-time fee of $997. I coach you forever because I can work it into my schedule. I'm sitting in an airport waiting for a plane, nothing to do. I'd much rather talk to you about your problems than dwell on mine, right? Mm -hmm. So then the group coaching is the way that I can teach everybody everything. So it is a you know, ongoing A through Z, PhD level course on the science of sales and how that affects every part of your real estate career. So we go through all five of the fearless agent presentations in great depth. We go through all the objection handling, prospecting, farming, you know, pricing, every every single aspect of the how to make money part. A little bit on marketing. We don't. Everybody else does marketing, so we don't do that. And then, uh, so for ninety seven dollars a month, you get one hour per week, solid hour of me training, uninterrupted, without somebody getting me off track. And then uh, at the end, we do. Q&A for about 15 to 30 minutes. Speaking of, hold on one second. If you, When you guys are watching this right now, we're going to open it up to some questions and answers in a minute. If you're oh, watching perfect. on the link. Have good answers? Okay. <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching on the link I sent out to you, my email, just go ahead and comment on the thread below. I can see that and we'll, we'll go get to those questions. If you're watching on the Google hang Hangout directly, I've opened up the questions there so you can type in questions there as we get going. I want to ask you a couple questions. If you kind of give us a, an overview of, of the coaching, give us a quick smidget, less than 30 seconds of the, of the group coaching, and I've got some more questions I want to ask you. Well, in the group, it's a module-based thing, so it's, I don't know, 30 or 40 unique episodes and then the questions and answers at the end, but I want you to learn everything I know uh, and so there's no way that one-on-one -on -one coaching could ever accomplish that I mean it would be so expensive you know especially if you had regularly scheduled coaching calls so the one-on-one -on -one is all about you you know so the so you should always be thinking what do I need to get great at next and then the other reason you typically call me is they said this and I didn't know what to say or, or something like that so building the empire, you know, that kind of stuff. And then what, what do I do in this specific situation that just happened to me? But in the, in the group coaching, we can cover every single thing. And you've been through this big coaching loop. You know, you on day one in real estate, you were a one-on-one -on -one coaching student with me and a group coaching student with me. So you've been through the whole thing many, many times. And, uh, and that's why you're so good at everything now. So, um, it's so much information that it, you know it took me years and years to to get good at it, and I'm always learning more stuff. And uh, and actually, I learn stuff from the questions. You know, somebody will say, "Well, what do I do in this situation?" I will think, "Well, I was never in that situation, but because I know the science of sales, I know exactly what I would do. I know what a fearless agent would do in every situation." So if I so give point point that out. The key thing that you can learn is this formula, which Bob's called the science of sales, that in any sales situation, you can create a step-by-step -step process to get through that situation and get the signature, right? Right. Okay. So I want to move on here. 
what do you do to stay mentally strong? Because in at least in what I've experienced in the sales business is there's a lot of rejection and a lot of challenges. So what have you done to, to just really stay strong mentally? Well, I go to church every Sunday and I volunteer in the little kitchen on the expediter. I don't even know what that is, but uh, we have, we run a kitchen where we uh, feed people who can't afford breakfast many times and plenty of rich people who can't afford breakfast and just don't want to pay for breakfast <laughs> like me. Okay. So, um, but it, it, uh, that kind of gets me out of my, you know, real estate head and every other problem I would have in my life. And then on Sunday, also on Sunday, later in the day, I do a little volunteer job where I go and work with people who have, uh, they're in a mental uh, institution uh, of sorts and they, most of them are fresh off a suicide attempt. So that kind of keeps things in perspective that whatever problems I have in my business, it's really not that it's not that big a deal. So, um, so that's one thing. The other, the other thing is um, apathy is the secret to success in uh, real estate to some degree. I think the minute you care, what they say or what they do or what they think you're already losing now if you really care about the people you know so i was come come at it from this now like in my coaching it's the same way like if if you called me up and you're a you're a brand new potential coaching student of mine and we do a complimentary coaching call or something i am looking for any reason not to do business with you. It's not my goal to sell you on doing coaching with me. I want to see, I want to make sure that I know three things have to be in place really. One is, you know, we're a good fit. I like you, you like me. The second thing is at the end of the call, you'd have to say, hey, it's a pretty good bet that I'd be better off with Fearless Agent with coaching than without financially. And then the third thing is I have to know I can help you. So the whole purpose of the call is for me to find out those things. Can I help you? And if, and if occasionally I talk to people and I say that I don't think I'm the right coach for you, maybe somebody else would be better. So if you go into it, into a listing situation or a buyer situation with that mindset, I'm just here to help you. I'm going to help you either way on our first meeting. So a listing presentation is that you're going to sit down and see if this is a good fit. And, and not, you're not coming out, you're not trying to, to list the house. You're trying to see, can I help these people? And then if, if you say, well, I don't think I can help them, um, that's not called rejection. That's just, you can't help them. They're not the right people for you. And that's okay. But you don't have to worry about it. If you're scheduling five, you know, two will cancel. You'll go on three and one will be a good fit. And you'll never have to worry about that. So that magic number is really the secret. And so then, the moral of the story yeah. is to serve other people from that whole not that care about the outcome. Serve others, serve others, and not care about the outcome. Well, I don't know anything about baseball because I'm a, a hockey guy, but I know one thing. I think I'm pretty sure that Babe Ruth was the guy who struck out the most. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he went home and cried himself to sleep every time he struck out. Because he hit more home runs than everybody, I think, didn't he? I don't yeah. know about that. But home run king and strikeout king, Mr. Babe Ruth. Right. So that's the way it is. You know, uh, 
you got to be, you always just got to, to be in the right place at the right time. He was at the plate more than everybody else too. I think. Have you heard of Michael Jordan? You ever heard of that? I have heard of Michael Jordan. He was famous for being one of the greatest basketball players ever. He was also famous for sucking at baseball, if I recall. Sucking at baseball, being famous at that. Try that out. But he also missed more shots than anyone else right. in the NBA. Right. So the, the greatest player ever missed more shots. So the moral is get up to bat, take more shots more often. Right. That's it. I took more shots than anybody else, but that was at a bar. So don't do that. Don't <laughs> just uh, you lose your car. The stories of Bob's lesser, better days, I guess. <laughs> Misspent youth. If you do get in on-demand coaching, you will get to learn about some of those opportunities that Bob had to go through to realize he was a giant loser. <laughs> Sometimes we all have to learn it the hard way. That's right. So the future of Fearless Agent and your goals with your business, what's the, the outlook of going forward with that? Well, I always think of way, how could we help more people? So I think the... Uh, you know, we're doing we're we're doing the event in Salt Lake City, which is uh, not something that I do. You know, I do those uh, fairly often, but I always do it for one company. Like A. Keller Williams will bring me in, and I'll do it for their agents only, or something like that. But um, this will be the first time that we've actually invited people from all around the country, different companies. But again, we're all going to be learning the same listing presentation, only the brands have been changed to protect the innocent, of course. So um, I think that probably is the future of Fearless Agent is uh, probably doing more events in the future, but but probably we won't do any more this year. This will be then. But that's, that's a way to open it up to more people. I think a lot of people that are in, um, they're in the on-demand coaching, the one-on-one -on -one lifetime coaching, and they're in the group coaching, still want more. So that's a way to give them the opportunity and to hang out with other like-minded fearless agents. You know, there's not that many of us out there. It's a very small, exclusive group of people who think the same way and um, who, who li literally have many of the same skills. And they're able to perform a magic trick that, that no one else, you know, it's funny. When I was an agent, um, People would come to me at Scottsdale, Arizona. It's the most competitive market in the nation. Everybody, we invented commission discounting in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay, so um, people would come to me and they'd say, "Well, let me get this straight. You get every listing for, uh, and I'm not going to say how much I charged, but it uh, wasn't 11, but it rhymed with heaven percent. Okay, you get every listing at that. You you keep four percent." Uh, you give up the rest to the other agent and then you get every listing for one year and then you get pre-signed price reductions every two weeks at the night of the listing by $5,000, okay, pre-signed. How in the world do you do that? And I would say, well, it was easy because I've learned this magic trick, okay, and I could teach it to you. And you know what? No one ever took me up on that until I started charging them for it. <laughs> so people didn't want that. it for free. They wanted one guy, there was one guy that uh, in all the years that took me up on it, and he learned the magic trick. But but just one guy. So, uh, but it was effortless. So I was the only person 
in the fifth largest market in the nation doing those three things on every listing appointment. I did only listings, no buyers. And uh, now there are, you know, literally hundreds of agents in that market doing that. And then you're, you're doing it in your market. So anybody, anybody could do it. It's well, very easy. I want to point something out too, because whether it's you've trained and mentored with Floyd Wickman, mm -hmm. I trained and mentored with you. I know several agents that have trained and mentored with you and or Floyd Wickman. And it seems like this group of agents produces more with less. And what I mean by that, they don't have this gigantuous team. I'm not going to say don't go have a team, but it seems like I can do 75, 85 transactions a year. I know Julie Facer, she does more than me. She doesn't have a giant team. It's her and her husband and one assistant. And, and then I hear these other people that have like 37 people on their team to do a hundred deals. And to me, this business is about being profitable. How can I keep more money and work less? By the way, Doreen, our, my partner, she, um, you know her, she did $750,000 a year as a fearless agent, just her and one assistant. I mean, you do have to have help. You know, you got to have, yeah. My, my, I had a partner. I'm a fan of, I am not a fan of teams generally for the sake of teams because I think, uh, uh, just the team idea literally has been a disaster for real estate. I think most more people have been driven out of real estate as a result of the team concept. Now, that doesn't mean it could never work, but to have that as a goal when you first get into real estate, many people say, I want to get on a team. For goodness sakes, don't. If you're new in real estate, stay off a team would be the goal, okay? And if you have any doubts about why, call me. I can tell you many, many reasons why, because you'll probably fail as, as one reason why. And then the other thing is to, to be the team captain or owner or whatever you want to call that. I'm not sure that's always a great idea, but it, it can be. But one, what is a great idea is to have help. And having an assistant or a partner would be the first step in that. So if you if you know you don't want to have a partner because maybe you don't play well with others or whatever, um, then ha you you would have an assistant first. But you do have to have an assistant, and that yeah. person has to be a licensed real estate agent, and, and they have to be good at all the stuff you're bad at. So if you're a fearless agent, I already know what you're bad at. It's paperwork. You stink at paperwork. If you're great at paperwork and you love paperwork, you should get out of sales. Sales isn't going to work for you. That's not that's not the that's not the mindset of a of a salesperson. So uh, you need a, an assistant who is great at paperwork, or or a partner who was great at paperwork. Now my partner didn't love paperwork, but she was good at it. And but we delegated all that stuff off to somebody else ultimately too. But she did all the buyers, and I did mostly all the sellers and. And, uh, and what I mean by that is I would meet with the buyers, I would get them to sign the buyer broker agreement, and then I would turn them over to her and give her so the- really all what you did is you were the presenter. You presented- right. Prospector and presenter. So here's the way it works. Prospecting equals $400 an hour, okay? You, you If you were really bad at it, but you did use my words, you used the fearless agent words, there's no way you'd ever earn less than $400 an hour prospecting. Okay. Now there's nothing else you could ever do in real estate that would make you earn that kind of money. Okay. But the second biggest dollar per hour thing 
is going to be presenting face-to-face -face with somebody, getting them to sign a buyer broker agreement, getting them to sign a listing, uh, presenting an offer, getting them to sign a, a contract. So that's going to be the second highest dollar per hour earning. It's going to be way less than $400 an hour, but it's still pretty high. The third highest uh, dollar per hour producing activity, just write this down. It doesn't matter because it's less than 15 bucks an hour. It's minimum wage. Okay? <laughs> Forget it. Okay. So, so those two things are the only things you do except for lunch and, uh, you know, screwing around on the internet. Everybody does that these days. So, so you're going to, you're going to prospect, you're going to, uh, prepare, which means doing a CMA. You do have to do that. That's minimum wage, but you can't really delegate that. I don't think to someone else, you got to know what the house is worth if you're going to show up. Right. And then you're going to present. So present means you're going to give a listing presentation, a pricing presentation, a FISBO presentation, a buyer presentation, an investor presentation, or you're going to present an offer and and get the doc, whatever document is attached to those things, either a listing agreement, a, a buyer broker agreement, or a SIGI on a contract. And then, uh, and then there's planning, which is what we're doing now. You know, you get the legal pad out and you're building the empire and all that. So um, if you just do those four P words, that's how you make the big bucks and then delegate every other thing to someone else who's very competent and then trust them that they will do it and not do it right. Not do it as well as you, you think you could do it. You're wrong about that, but trust them to screw it up and eat it when they screw it up. That's just the way it goes because people screw up. So you have to allow them and not get upset about that. So I wanna, I wanna remind you guys, go ahead and start asking questions if you haven't already. I wanted to read from William May. He said, what up, my coaches? Just love your video on Mojo Colt. You taught me some things I did not know. Thanks. Glad you updated the online mojo. I know the legacy sucks in the online mojo. Just wanted to thank Bob for going out of his way to help me get better at what I need to get better at next, taking listing. In two months, I took four listings. Three of those listings was at 7%. Thank you, Bob and Colton. So there is a live testimonial that the fearless agent system works, right? right? Now, he's an example. He, he talks like he's from the hood, right? But he's from the hood. So, and I, and I grew up in the hood, you know, in Scottsdale. But um, he, he uh, is the nicest guy in the world, super nice guy on the phone. And for that reason, I never have to worry about how he's going to do. He's going to do just fine. So if you're like William May and you're a nice guy, I think fearless agent attracts nice people. I think that's part of our deal. We're always willing to help each other and it's not high pressure. Um, it's not a million and one snappy, clever comebacks. It's just being nice and being scientific about what you say that, that works every time. But he's a, he's a great, great fearless agent. So here's a, here's a question then, Bob. What is the next thing you need to get great at? That's my question for you. Well, it better be that two-day event. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have to think of what to say when I show up. No, I know what to say when I show up. So, um, you know, I, 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 that's, that's a good example. That's a really good example. So there's always the next big thing that's going to earn you the highest dollars per hour, okay? 
Now, I don't really think about it that way for my for my business. What I what I always think of, and I, I think maybe you shouldn't either, but how can I help more people, right? So for me, it's probably events. So I do, there's a couple of, a couple of things that I need to get better at. And one of them is, I have another thing that most people don't know about, but I do uh, recruiting training for company owners. So if you're an owner and you're recruiting fewer agents than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, then we have a about a, usually about a one and a half hour of telephone conversation and and then I end up flying out to your company and spending a day with you and, and teach you in one day how to completely transform your recruiting activity and it's fully implementable in, in one day. So that's one thing that, that I need to um, focus on a little more because and, and I only because I love it. I loved being a recruiter. I was extremely good at it and, I, and it was because I, I built this system that makes it effortless. No marketing involved, no spending money. You learn it's a skill, you learn it, and you'll never have a recruiting problem again as long as you live, guaranteed. Well, so I like stuff like that. So then then the other thing is the events. And you know, I'm not a marketing guy. Um, you know, Mike Ferry, I think, is probably a genius in marketing. I mean, he he has built an empire of coaching, um, not through sales. I don't I don't really think he is that great at sales. I don't, I don't think he, I'm not even sure he thinks he is, but he's great at, he's great at marketing, how to market Mike Ferry. So I, I'm not very good at that. So I, I reach out and I have people help me for that. So I, I'm getting coached currently on my business and I have a speaking business on the side too. I do speaking. I get up and um, I'm uh, mildly entertaining. And, and uh, those of you who go to the two day workshop might see that. So, um, but I have a, you know, how to get business in the speaking business and the recruiting business and um, event, filling, putting butts in the seats at an event. So if, if I can fill a room full of people and impact more people and help more people, you know, there's a lot of people out there in the real estate industry that are really good at filling the event. <laughs> I remember going to an event one time, the event was packed, the person was making tons of money. And it was just baloney, just uh, drivel. It wasn't even, there was no good information. And people were coming out going, oh, this is the best thing I've ever been to in my life. I'm thinking, man, this is like, really? That, that, it was just like kind of a lot of obvious stuff rehashed. Anybody could have told you that and, you'd, and you wouldn't, wouldn't have thought it was that big a deal, except that you were just paid $900 for it. So now you think it's a genius idea, of course. So I don't want to do that. I want to make sure everybody gets solid information packed and they, they grow skills. So there's three things that we coach around skills, schedules, systems. So every event we ever do, every, every recruiting training I ever do, every coaching call I ever, ever do, every speaking event, it's always gonna be about those three things. There's skills that you don't have that if you had them, you'd be making way higher dollars per hour. There's a schedule you're not sticking to. If you were, you'd be making way more money. There's some systems that if you put them in place, makes your job easier, makes your life more fun, and you make way more dollars per hour. So that's uh, that's what I need to get good at. So. That's probably one of the reasons why you came up with the group coaching concept then was to be able to help more people on a larger scale at a more affordable cost then. Is that right? 
Right. And you volunteered to help me with Facebook. Which we have done quite well with, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I mean, I didn't know how to do that. So, you know, if, you don't, if there's something you don't know how to do, get somebody who knows how to do it. You know, and I just happened to, you, I was in a teleseminar with my coach. My coach was coaching me via teleseminar, which I loved. It's recorded, you know, great. I can go back and listen to it. Not, it's not a web thing like this where I see him. It was just a phone teleseminar. Uh, because that's glitchy free typically. So, um, so I like that. And then I just happened to be telling you about that. And you said, Hey, you should do that in a group coaching format. So kind of, that was your idea. And I said, yeah, I'm doing that right now as a matter of fact. And then I said, how would people find out about it? And then you said Facebook and then you, you built uh, the Facebook page. So thank you for that. That worked out great. So now we have a lot of people that get help that I wouldn't have known how to do that. So there's all kinds of you know, with technology and, and I'm a high tech guy generally, but I just didn't know about Facebook. But um, yeah, that's it. I'm a high tech guy generally, but I don't know about Facebook. <laughs> well, I had the first, you no, know, I had the first computer that had a mouse. And that was before you were born, I think. Probably. I had the first, what, what year were you born? 84. That was that year. The year you were born, they didn't have, computers didn't have mouses. And I had the first laser printer. It cost $6,000, if you can imagine that. I had the first car phone. It had a car attached to it. Uh, you know, so I'm an early adopter. I, I'm a fan of technology, uh, but I'm not all gacked out and geeked out on it. I'm, I, it's only stuff that works. It has, to, it has to accomplish a thing that I can't do or I'm not going to play. I don't play with it. Yeah. I get that. You're not a playing around kind of guy. No. Okay. Um, pretty much, let's, one more question then, and let's wrap it up. What should, as briefly as possible, because we're out of time, briefly as possible, what the best schedule should look like for a real estate agent? Okay, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And if, if you can't do this, you know, I, I get it. Some people have other commitments in their life, but 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., Every fearless agent should be on the phone making outgoing calls uninterrupted, taking no incoming calls, not researching who to call. You already did that last night or, or earlier. Just solid outgoing calls. You would start with um, people who know you, like you, trust you, asking for referrals using the dialogue we give you. Then you should go to for sale by owners. You'll run out of them pretty quick. Then go to expireds and canceds. You'll run out of them next. Then follow-up calls, which is where really all the money ultimately comes from is those follow-up calls. That's the, the true gold in the pipeline. And then uh, you have an unlimited supply of cold calls or Colton calls, as I like to call them sometimes. So you'll never run out of that, right? That's right. Then from 11 to noon, I don't really care what you do, but you're probably going to be returning phone calls that were incoming while you were on the phone. And, uh, you know, going to the bathroom and having a snack or whatever you want to do, coffee. So then noon, go to lunch at noon every day. Do not take your phone in with you at lunch. If you go to a restaurant, leave your phone in the car. If you eat at home, take your phone out and put it in your car. No distractions, just eat lunch. So, you know, like I work out of my house some days. So what I will do at lunch is I turn my phone off and then I eat something and 
you know, watch TV for while I'm eating or something like that. No big deal. Watch the news. So then little me time, you, you need to have that. And then, uh, till for the rest of the time until 2 PM, just do whatever you want to do. That's low, but don't no prospecting. Don't have any high pressure phone calls, but you know, go, go do your dental appointment or go get the car washed or go to the dry cleaner or, or the, all those, the bank, you know, mindless activities that we have to do. Because you need a little break in the day because the reality is you could be at somebody's house finishing up a listing appointment at 9 p.m. And you started at 9 a.m. Well, that's a pretty long day. And if you don't have a break in the middle, you will get burnt out. So you need to have a little low pressure break in the middle. And then at 2.30 or 7 p.m. is when you schedule all of your uh, listing appointments or buyer appointments. So in the morning is sacred religious prospecting time. There can be no appointments with buyers or sellers before noon. Not, not with you. Your assistant could do it, but not you. Okay. And then uh, if you think about the longest appointment in history, like the three hour listing appointment, sometimes that happens because they talk too much or it's complicated. Then if you do one at four in the afternoon, you can't do one at 2.30 and you can't do one at seven. Therefore, you can only do one a day. And if you're going to do, you know, 50 a year, you're going to have to do two a day some days because um, some days you don't do any. So you've doubled your income. You've doubled your at-bats, uh, your ability to hit a home run or strike out. Um, you've doubled your income by doing that schedule that way. So at two o'clock, you're back from your errands and lunch and you know you need to be on the road on the way to your 2.30 appointment or you don't have a 2.30 appointment, then you get back on the phone till four. And then at four o'clock, you're done. You can do whatever you want till five. Then you're gonna eat dinner at five or 5.30. And then if you have a 7 p.m. appointment, then you, you'll go to that and if you don't, that night, then you have a life like civilians do. So, so that's the perfect fearless agent schedule. Take all the old people that can meet with you in the afternoon, shove them into that afternoon slot so you can have a life. So that's okay. it. That's it in a nutshell. Thanks, Bob, for being on. Good night, everybody. Oh. <laughs> so, a couple things this Tuesday at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Bob will be doing a fearless agent tell a seminar. They can sign up for that on your website, right? Pacific. What? It's 8 a.m. Pacific time. 8 a.m. Pacific. Eastern time, and whatever that works out in the middle. Arizona, it's 8 a.m. because we're idiots who don't participate in daylight savings time. Perfect. So that is a free one-hour uh, training. I'm not making any money on that? It's free? What? It's free. Oh, my God. Thank you. One hour, uh, get on there, listen, and, and learn a lot from there. If you guys are watching this, you can click the Join the Fearless Agent Movement. I highly recommend that you get signed up. Get involved. It's for literally less than $3.25 a day. That blows my mind that there is this much available for such a low cost. I mean, I, I went through the first time. You told me I'm raising the price. <laughs> no, don't miss the price. I went through the first, you know, six times where I actually gave you a thousand dollars to go through. Yes, but you were in the remedial program. Yeah, but still, I didn't, 
I wish that I would have been able to have the $97 when I first started. Walked into the room with this headset on and it wasn't even plugged into anything. I'm not kidding. I don't know what that was all about. Okay. Uh, thanks, guys, for watching. Make sure to uh, visit his website at fearlessation.com. By the way, if you're interested in the two-day workshop, click on the thing that says event or events or something in the menu bar. We'd love to see you um, in Salt Lake City on June 20, this month, 25th and 26th. Beautiful. It's beautiful in Salt Lake City. Snow-capped peaks right outside the mountain. The room we're doing it in is amazing. Yeah, there's a putting green right outside of the room, right? Putting green. The, remember the putting green they have right in the Coke machine. I mean, yeah, it's like it's um, it's like working at Google there, isn't it? Ping pong. Yeah, landmark right? We'll be getting nothing done. We'll just be drinking free cokes and putting, and yeah, ping pong. Perfect. Okay, hey, thanks, guys. We will see you on the next winning series interview in two weeks. Uh, do not forget to get involved with the Fearless Agent Movement by clicking below. Have a great rest of the weekend. Thanks. Hey everyone, did you like this episode? Well, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. If you want free content and world-class training on inner game, real estate, and turning the impossible into possible and the invisible into visible, well, visit me at winningtheinnergame.com and enter your name and email to the winner circle. We'll see you there.